Welcome. This is my truth as a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hello, hello, podcast world. Welcome back to This Is My Truth. I'm your host, Jesse Sherleff, and today I share a conversation with my friend, Wendy. Um, Wendy shares her journey around um, a spontaneous miscarriage that happened in her second trimester. And when Wendy first shared her story with me, I there was just so much that like goosebumps, just goosebumps the entire time we had a conversation because there was so much of Wendy's story that felt parallel to my own experience. And I'm just so grateful for Wendy to share her story because as we talk about in our conversation, you know, it's something that for the longest time she wasn't comfortable sharing Um, and how that's okay, right? While we all have moments where we felt alone or isolated, um, sometimes we're just not ready to share our story with others and wherever you are on your own journey, I want you to know that, you know, whether you're sharing your story to 500,000 people, to 50 people, to two people, to just yourself, or you're not even ready to do that. It's okay. Wherever you are on your journey is where you're meant to be. Um, Wendy and I talk about how it took her, you know, over 20 years to get comfortable sharing her story. It took me, um, you know, over four years from the moment of what happened with with um, Clark and Lucy for me to start talking about it. And so that time frame doesn't matter. It's when you are ready. Um, so a little bit more about Wendy. Wendy Hatton is a business growth coach and LinkedIn specialist, and she helps entrepreneurs build lucrative businesses and cultivate powerful collaborations while using her proprietary Max LEADS formula, leads formula, and compassionate selling method so that they can increase their leads and uplevel their sales. She's a Navy veteran and has been named Women of the Year in 2015 to 2016 and received an honor- honorarium of VIP member by the National Association of professional women. She's also featured in the fall 2015 issue of Women of Distinction magazine. She's a professional clarinist and she resides in Springfield, Virginia with her husband and his two grown children, a daughter-in-law and a granddaughter living in New Jersey and New York City. And there was just so much I loved about our conversation and Wendy, um, you can follow her on Instagram at Wendy Hatton, that's W-E-N-D-I-H-A-T-T-O-N or on Facebook at the um, group Collaborate to Club excuse me, collaborate to cash, um, or on her website at wendyhatton.com. There is just so much I want to say about this conversation, but I will leave you with that. I'm just grateful for you, Wendy, for opening, um, your heart and your story to myself and the audience, because I think that the more we begin to share our stories, um, 
the more we are able to take back our voice and wherever you are on that journey, um, it's where you are meant to be. So Wendy, thank you. If you enjoyed our conversation, I always love some honest feedback and you can leave that in the form of a rating and review on any of the podcast platforms. And if someone you believe needs to hear the conversation that I had with um, Wendy, um, I would love for you to feel free to pass it along. And with that, enjoy my conversation with Wendy. Wendy, I am so thrilled to have this conversation with you. I so enjoyed when we first connected. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I like to start our conversation with the question, what is the truth that you would like to share today? The truth, my truth, um, I think is authenticity and being yourself. Um, you know, when people try to be, they want to be successful and they have these people that they see in the distance, like a celebrity or someone who, that they want to be like, then, you know, they just start trying to act exactly like them, but they're not them. So they just need to model after them and be themselves and be authentic. And that's because people really can see through that if you're not, <laughs> if you're not being authentic, for sure. Yes. I love yeah. that. I love that. I also love, and this I've been thinking about this a lot recently about, you know, the the culture that we live in right now of like celebrity right like putting people on a pedestal and so often mm -hmm. right those people are not talking about their full journey and the ups and downs that it took to get them to where they are and so I love that you're saying like be true to who you are um mm -hmm. you know don't try to emulate someone else like be yourself and that that's enough I love that message right right thank you mm-hmm so I'm curious, you know, what, what has your journey been? Um, or, you know, are there certain moments in your life that, you know, you can point to that, that is your truth, right? Of, of being truly yourself. Hmm. Well, uh, well, I'm a musician. I'm a business coach, but I'm also a musician. I've been doing that for since third grade. So uh, I was in the Navy band and I was, I had one child, like I had a five-year-old, then I was pregnant again. Uh, and then, uh, you know, as I went through the, my pregnancy, I was right around four months and the, the band that I was in, the Navy band, they left for a tour and I didn't go because I was pregnant, but it was in my hometown and I really wanted to go and just to be there with people and friends and things that I knew family. Um, so I decided to bring my son with me so he could have a trip as well. So we were there. We had a lot of fun. We saw all the people in the band, even went to visit family members and everything. Um, then we left, we left, came back. And then just the week after that, uh, I ended up having these, these pains in my abdomen, abdomen, and I wasn't sure what they were. Um, and then they weren't that bad until later, um, like right around midnight. It was really late at night and my son was asleep. My father, my uh, husband was asleep. And I said, I can't just wake both of them up and take them with me. So, but I feel fine. I can just drive to the hospital so they can check me out. 
so it, my husband said, are you sure you want to go? I said, yeah, you're going to stay here with Brian. That was our son. So, <clears throat> so I left, started driving and the hospital was about 25 minutes away. And I was on the interstate and the pain started getting a little bit more painful. And I said, I can't stop. I can't stop. Just keep driving. <clears throat> so then um, I get to the actual, the base, the military base, the main gate was closed. And I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I knew there was another, another entrance off to the side. And so when I um, got to that point, the guard that was there, he could see how excru excruciatingly I, in pain I was. So he didn't even make me show my ID to get in. So he just waved me through. Um, I said, I have to get to the ER. And so when I finally did get there, I didn't even park in the parking lot. I just stood, I uh, just kind of parked right in the, uh, right in front of the ER room, right at the, um, the curb. So, and then I just got out, ran in. There were no, there were no nurses anywhere. I couldn't find any, anybody. So I just kept going further into the nurse's station and just the area. And then I finally saw a couple of them down, um, down the hall. And I said, gosh, I'm having these terrible pains. And um, I don't know, I'm only four and a half months pregnant. And they said, they put me immediately in a, a wheelchair and took me up an elevator and then took me up to the room. They tried to weigh me, but at that time, at that point, it was just so, it's, the pain was just so bad. I just couldn't stand straight and still on the, on the scale. So they just, um, they just put me on the bed and just like 10 seconds later, everything just comes out. And I was just so shocked and it, I couldn't believe it was happening. My husband was still at home and here I was by myself and all of this was coming out and everything. And you could tell the placenta um, came out afterwards. And so it was just very traumatic. And so then I had to, um, I had to call my husband and tell him. And so he had to wake up one of our neighbors so that our son could go to their house. <laughs> so then he finally comes and then I see him and then they just start bawling both of them. Um, so it, it was probably the lowest, definitely the lowest point in my life. Um, however, um, with all of that happening, you know, and all the people that were in, in, on tour with the band, they heard about it and they were just like one of my best friends. She just, she was first chair in the clarinet section. And, she, and that night she had a concert with all these, um, with some solos that she had to play and she, she could not, <laughs> she couldn't play them. So that was kind of embarrassing for her. But so, um, so anyway, when I was in the hospital, there were all of these people who, um, reached out to me, sent cards and letters and hugs and food, like all of this support this of love that came, came to me that I hadn't really experienced for myself um, up to that point, um, to the point that, you know, when they asked if I wanted to uh, have a grief counselor, I told them I didn't need one. So just that, just the point, just the, the fact that I didn't need a grief, grief counselor made me realize that having people, supportive people around you is really important. And so I wanted to try and figure out how to, how I could help other people who were in the same situation, who had a, a late pregnancy miscarriage. 
um, how to help them. I was thinking, should I write a, an article or how should I do this? And so I never really figured it out and I never really talked about it much um, to people who I didn't know. But, you know, now that I'm a, a, a coach right now and so, you're, you know, they tell you, you're supposed to tell your story. So I would tell these little superficial other little stories that weren't that deep or whatever. Um, but then they said, you know, really tell, tell your deepest, deepest story. And I said, well, I have one, but I don't really talk about it that much. And they said, well, that's how people are going to relate to you and resonate with you because there are going to be people that have gone through the same thing as you did. So I said, okay. <laughs> so I started telling the story maybe, maybe a couple of years ago. Um, and the first time was when I wrote it in, when I was a coach and I was, I wrote it in an email to some people I thought that would be safe, that I wouldn't be in person having to tell this story. So I wrote it. And so one of the people that sent it, sent the email out uh, that re read it and everything, she responded back to me. She said, Wendy, that is such a beautiful story. I'm so proud of you for sending it. Cause I had been talking to her about, I needed to tell the world about what's happened so so uh, ever since i've told that story the people there have always been somebody that has been through something similar to that and, and they they get um a, a sense of relief that oh man i guess it is everything is going to be okay after after that uh, and this was 30 years ago this was a long time ago and it's still when i tell this story, even like right now, I still get a little sort of emotional about it because wow. even though it was that long ago, it was still <laughs> something very traumatic. So um, so that is why, so I had actually, you know, I started coaching as a health coach um, and then I didn't really talk about it at all. I didn't see how that story related to this. Um, and then I transitioned into a business coach and that's when I started telling this story. And so the way I sort of made it tie into that um, situation was right now I'm helping people with collaborating, like collaboration, the different practices and the step-by-step -step process that it takes to, to, um, to have the best collaboration partners that you can have because of all of the support that I have. And then, when I, then I'm gonna help people have support for themselves for their businesses too so that's kind of how I tied it tie it in it took a long time for me to figure it out but I finally did <laughs> well first of all thank you for sharing your story and I I know when you when we first connected you know our stories are obviously um different as everybody's stories are but there's so there's similarities right and I think that there's such um it's a gift. It's a gift when you share your story with somebody else. Um, and it can mm -hmm. be scary and terrifying. And um, at least for me, I can only obviously speak for myself. Um, like the first mm -hmm. few times I shared, you know, and for me, when I shared my journey, I was, I like lost over a lot of it. Like I'd be like, oh, and then we lost our son. Um, versus like uh. going into, and even still, I don't like divulge like all the details um partially because it's such a blur but um right and so mm -hmm. I share that because I think what you're doing in terms of recognizing that support is so important um regardless of what 
phase of life you're in um being able to surround yourself with community and like-minded people that are going to lift you up and um be down with you when you're down but then also help pick you up when you're ready to be picked up like that is that is huge and I I think that's amazing and wonderful oh thank you gosh it took me 30 years to figure it out to figure out (laughs) first to just decide to start telling people about it I kept it to myself other than people who you know already knew what happened but yeah yeah, so so really it was only about a year year after I realized okay I need to tell this story that that I could relate it to my business coaching by making helping other helping other entrepreneurs lift be lifted up by their community be by their businesses being lifted up too so yeah so that's how that ties in I love that. And I'm curious, you know, when I think about my own experience and when I have conversations with, with other people, men and women, but mainly men, right? Like most often I get the the question of, you know, like, I want to share my story. Like it scares me and I'm curious, right? Like it took me a long time to be comfortable sharing. You know, you just said it took you several, several 30 30 years, right. To get to a point where you're comfortable sharing with people outside of you. So, you know, Mm -hmm. in that experience, you know, what, what was it? Was it like a series of things that you're like, I'm ready to, to share my story now? Was it just like, like, what was that for you? I'm curious. Um, well, you know, I mentioned that I was telling another story that isn't nearly as deep. And And every time I would tell it, I would be thinking, well, I know a lot of people, well, this, the other story is just, I lost a whole bunch of weight and the whole process of, you know, when I was at my highest weight and then then I came down to where I wanted to be. And so that, that was an okay story, but it wasn't as deep. And I kept hearing people telling me that you have to go to your, your lowest point to in your life and share that and that wasn't really my lowest point it was it was it was uncomfortable <laughs> i didn't <laughs> like being overweight um but yeah that so that other one i said oh, gosh i think i'm gonna have to start telling that one up to get get my nerve up <laughs> just bring it out and step instead of just keeping it inside so since that first time i i um t- told the story the first time I told it to someone it was like uh, yeah <laughs> totally <I get> it. <laughs> just verbalizing it was uh, was an experience and then just each time after that you know after I wrote the email that was the safe way then I actually told verbally told someone that was hard um, so but then after that from that point it just got easier and easier because I because the result is someone I had spoken to or someone had um, heard me say talk about this had gone through the same thing or knew somebody who had so I knew that I was helping people know that they weren't the only ones who had gone through it so yeah that's yeah so when uh, our friend our mutual friend John I was telling him about it, him and another woman and a woman um, in, a, in a Zoom meeting. And so that's why he thought of you immediately. <laughs> you had gone through the similar thing, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. 
I recently, my sister actually just sent me this quote this, this morning that I think you, you'll appreciate. And it's, there's so much wisdom locked up in the stories that women never tell. And it's from Elaine, mm. uh, Walter, Walter Roth. I'm definitely butchering mm. that last name. Um, okay. But I was thinking about it and then I was thinking about our conversation that we were going to have and the conversation that we had previously. And I think there's so much truth to that, right? Like we all have those moments and there's like, I always say we all have moments where we felt alone or isolated. I've had lots of them. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Lots of them. <laughs> but, um, you know, there, there is a courage in being able to, to share that, that story that like really brought you to your knees. Um, and so often as women, we're, we're not sharing those stories. And so I greatly, greatly appreciate you sharing because there is my truth in your story and, you know, some of your truth is in my story. And I think when we're able to sort of recognize that and reframe that as you're going through your healing it's allowing me to heal too um oh yeah there's magic in that mm-hmm. like i'll always remember the date march 16th 1988 that's exactly the date well right after midnight so oh my goodness. you probably remember your date too <laughs> i do i do and um you know, I, I, I actually wrote about this during, um, October, which is pregnancy loss and infant pregnancy and infant loss awareness month. I just butchered that too, oh, but really? like the way that my brain works is like, I think in like moments, I think in like visual, like memories that like stick with me mm-hmm. and there's two that like, I'll never forget with, with my situation, which was when I delivered my daughter, um, I also had to deliver Clark. Um, and because right. I, I was having, I was having twins and I just remember my, my OB like looking at me and I have Lucy on my chest and I also, which later we found out I was like preeclamptic. So I was like really out of it, but I just remember her looking at me and being mm-hmm. like, you have to, we have to deliver the placenta and the other baby and just being like, shutting down and just being like oh, okay gosh. I'm just gonna focus on like you know Lucy because that's all I could at that time but then it took mm-hmm. you know several years and as I was able to process that moment and process those emotions and share a little bit about you know more about my my story and my my um my journey right like you're you're right there's I was so surprised that so many people said me too and it wasn't just that they like had experienced infertility or the loss of a child like people with Mm -hmm. stories completely different than mine could like relate and that was what I found so fascinating that it's that ability to take off the mask even just for a little bit that allows the other person you're having a conversation with to do the same to do the same thing yeah even if it is not related to what happened to you, it's just the fact that something happened that they yeah. don't want to ever talk about. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually freeing. It, just the fact that other people now know and they actually understand, um, even if it hasn't happened to them, it's still 
something that it's like a woman to woman if you're talking to women um, type of tragedy like it could have happened to me kind of thing so um, and then this happened to me and then you share they feel compelled to share it back with you so it's that connection type of a yeah. thing that you have mm -hmm. that's exactly it right this that's like my big why is I think we all could use a little more empathy in the world right now. And when you allow yourself to be open to other people's perspectives or experiences, even if they're so vastly different from your own, like to me, that's mm -hmm. what creates empathy or at least allows the opportunity to create empathy. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. For sure. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for sharing your story. Um, for, you know, we, we obviously just spent a lot of time talking about like the impact that you then can have on others. So how can people continue to follow you on your journey? Oh gosh. Um, well, I have a Facebook group. If anybody out there is an entrepreneur, it's called collaboration, um, entrepreneur collaboration network. So just look for that. And we're all, we're all on there. Just that's the whole theme of it, collaborating, and, and so that's why I, it all roots back to that whole that whole um, incident that happened to me. That I want to help people connect with each other and support each other. Um, so, uh, Entrepreneur Collaboration Network on Facebook, and then if you wanted to contact me on email or anything, it's Wendy with an I at Wendy Hatton H A T T O N dot com. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love that everything has to do with collaboration and it's because of the support that you received when you experienced um, what you experienced. So thank you. Yeah, what I needed. Yes. That's such a good way that not just such a good way like that's that's it. That's I'm at a loss for words almost but like you receive <laughs> what you needed when you needed it and that's what you're providing to others. What a Correct. beautiful gift. It took forever to figure it out. <laughs> finally did. <laughs> Isn't that the life of the entrepreneur? I'm like discovering. It's so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, Wendy, thank you so much for, for sharing your story, for, um, you know, being uh, in a, a, what is the word I want to use? I want to say a beacon of light. So that's what I'm going to say. Thank you for being a beacon oh. of light for um, for others who have, you know, gone down this path who are not yet ready to share their story. And I think that that's okay too. But I think that in hearing your story and hearing other people's stories, it gets them, you know, one inch centimeter closer mm -hmm. to being comfortable to... Closer. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you. Right. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If something in the conversation resonated with you, please, please share it with a friend that you think needs to hear this conversation. Feel free to tag me on social media. Let me know how you're listening, where you're listening, and what resonated. Tag me at This Is My Truth Podcast or feel free to shoot me a DM. 
And because we're a new podcast and this shit matters, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review. Tell me how you truly feel. This entire podcast is about vulnerability and authenticity. So let me know how you really feel and give me some feedback. I really appreciate it.